What's up, everybody? Welcome to Draft Vice. Draft Vice. Brojo here again, getting you prepped for the 2019 NFL Draft right now. D-Tackle rankings. That's right, D-Tackle, motherfucker. Those big hog mollies. So, yeah, right now we're going to talk about my rankings for the D-Tackles. Number one overall, clearly, Quinn and Williams. Dude is a legit D-Tackle prospect and just came on the scene this year. Uh, played for Alabama. He's a bowling ball of knives. Now, we did see him get stopped up by a couple of centers. Um, Specifically, uh, Eric McCoy was able to handle him pretty damn well. And there was maybe one or two other guys, a couple of guards out there that were surprisingly well at handling him. You saw games where he just kind of disappeared, but even the the national title game, it just seemed like all of Alabama's defense just went, what the hell? We're not going to play today. But yeah, so uh, Quinton Williams is going number one overall. overall. He's just the best de- defensive tackle in this draft and, you know, played for a legit team, a legit contender, and a legit conference. And just the what he can do to change a D-line. Now, is he going to be Sue? Is he going to be Aaron Donald? Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say. I, I know a lot of people are, try to avoid those elite comps. But I think he's going to be like the next legit big D-tackle prospect. Uh, only question, a lot of the prospects in this draft, and we said it on the draft uh, podcast the other day with uh, our guest host, uh, Richard Sinig. It seems to be a year where it's like, you know, you look at the top players and it's either one-year starters or injury issues or one-year starter or injury issue. It just seems to be – or inconsistencies. It's just kind of weird. Um, my D-tackle number two is none other than Ed Oliver from Houston, the bowling ball of knives, if you will. Uh, he just seems to, to – the athleticism, get at the quarterback – Again, you know, he's the one everybody starts going ahead and screaming Aaron Donald about. Uh, people were talking about him as the number one over prospect last year. I think there's now talks about him in the top ten again. It were all different talks throughout this whole draft process about him falling, rising, falling. Nobody's falling or rising, right? Like, it, it, like unless there's a character concern, you really don't fall or rise. It's just everybody's catching up to where uh, where the teams are, if you will. Uh, or falling and rising in the media, not necessarily falling and rising amongst the uh, amongst the teams. Because like Ed Oliver, uh, again, like he was very high last summer. Then like nothing really spectacular happened. Didn't do his full combine. Had a good pro day. And now more teams are talking about him. And now we're getting a lot more leaks about the teams. Ed Oliver, uh, you know, he's played out of position a lot. Played nose tackle. Uh, was doubled and triple teamed a lot. Played in a weird conference, uh, didn't get a lot of sacks, doesn't really have a solid pass rush plan. But, dude, I wouldn't count that guy out. Uh, you know, he's had the same D-line coach for the last six years, so that's a question mark right there. Like, is he going to be coachable? But I just I, I like what I've seen with him. Uh, legit, legit prospect. Uh, technically, I would have the next two guys. Uh, I might even have the next two guys ahead of him, except I do think he holds up very well against the run as well, which is a D-tackle's job. And uh, D-tackle number three is Jeffrey Simmons, who, if it wasn't for the ACL and off-the-field issues, I might have even had him number two on the list. Uh, just seems to be a lot more linearly uh, uh, attacking and just knows how to, to use his body. He's like a real Nadama Kong Su kind of player. 
uh, just kind of can play all around the D line, athletic. Uh, just I just remember them showing the him practicing for the combine uh, a month before, you know, right before he tore his ACL, and just the the movement that this guy can do. I I wish we got to see what he would do at the combine. Except he'd probably go top five. He's he's a legit prospect. I know a lot of teams have him off his after board because both of the the injury issue of tearing his ACL, not getting that full year of usage. So you're probably not going to take a guy top 10 or top 15 if you can't use him the whole year or you're his first year at all. And then he also has the off the field question marks. And there, I, I don't know if you've seen the video. I, uh, I, I, and I get people might have different opinions on that. So, but if it wasn't for those issues, I'd probably have him at D2, uh, D tackle two, not D, like Division Two or Mighty Ducks Two, so again, just an athletic guy attacking, very uh, maybe more mobile linearly than uh, the next, uh, both like side to sign and forward, uh, than the other two prospects on the the next two prospects coming up, and even more athletic than Ed Oliver potentially. Uh, D tackle three is Jerry Tillery. Uh, dude is legit. Kind of reminds you of. Uh, Chris Jones from, and I, he's gotten this comp from everybody at this point. So don't look at me like, oh, you're just uh, saying that. Everybody has said Chris Jones because he's got the size, the length, and then kind of the up and down in pro- production. He's a PFF favorite. He's a, I think, a Josh Norris favorite. He is a, he's a favorite of a lot of the online draft picks, but it seems the teams are not as high on him. Uh, not great in run defense, but dude. As far as three techniques go, as far as rushing the passer goes, uh, and he's still solid as a run defender. Like again, like you get different levels of oh, this guy's great at run defense or good at run defense. Uh, he he's still solid. I think he's gonna have to be more consistent in the run game. No matter what, though, he's just this big athletic freak. And if you have a three tech like him and you stick him next to a, a solid nose tackle, you get him on a good D line, especially if everybody's. You know, everybody's in these NASCAR packages trying to ca- play catch-up all the time. Uh, playing him at three technique, especially sometimes in nickel, you're rushing two, uh, two three techniques, especially on third down. Uh, he's going to be a legit pass rusher from the inside. And uh, you get him into the right program. I know some people question his uh, his off-the-field uh, interests. It might be more into the stock market or whatever. But we see this with players all the time. I'm not really worried about some guy who might have some might speak multiple languages and might be able to play the stock market and make money like you know Ryan Fitzpatrick played the stock market and is a good financially uh attuned player now granted he wasn't drafted in the first round but I digress uh five is Christian Wilkins and again an elite player on that uh on that Clemson uh D-line Played all over, played at edge at one point, play three technique, uh, is still a little inconsistent, and you question whether he can hold uh, win on one-on-one matchups all the time. There's a lot of stunting and getting uh, uh, getting around and getting at the quarterback a lot easier. He had a lot, basically a lot of easy matches. Uh, I'm told he's a good uh, locker room guy. I, I've not personally met the man. Can't make any uh, decisions or um, can't make any kind of uh, comments on his personality, but from what I have been told and from what it sounds like, he seems to be a high locker room presence. Uh, again, solid pass rusher, three technique, uh, D-tackle, can play all around the, the defensive line. 
Uh, there's just the question is whether he would hold up as far. He's like a good, not great player. He's kind of hitting a double, if you will, not a not necessarily a home run. Uh, like where some of these guys might be in Dhamakong Su, maybe he's a little bit lower down on the list of uh, potential highs versus lows. Uh, and right behind him, I actually have his uh, his teammate Dexter Lawrence. I get it. He's a no, uh, typically he's going to probably be a nose tackle in the NFL. Uh, big athletic dude. Uh, it can get some real push. And if you can get some real push at the nose tackle position, and I can just imagine this guy developing more. Uh, especially with the athleticism. Now, I know a lot of people looked at, uh, I, I guess, a lot of the Dontari Poe kind of comparison. Some people question whether Dontari Poe was a good or not good pickup, whether he was a good or not good player. Now, if you remember when Dontari Poe was playing for the Chiefs, they were basically playing him every snap at some points, and he, he did wear down. I don't know if he has the, the pass rush moves as, say, a Dontari Poe, but he does have the like the legit athleticism of the Don Par and Don Tari Pope. So I I don't know. As as D tackle five, I like him a lot. I think I, I there's a guys and I think he's probably the best run defender of these players, at least as far as the, the second half of my of my top five. So yes, Dexter Lawrence. I I would take him at the back end of the first round or top of the the second round and just see what he at least at minimum you're getting a nose tackle who gets a legit amount of push. Uh so and you know what you're getting from him. Now are nose tackles always valued at that point? Probably not, but if he's getting some kind of pass rush productivity, he's getting some kind of pressure from the inside. Uh pressure equals production, baby. If you if you can uh frustrate the if you can frustrate, you know, maybe he's Marcel Darius, maybe he, and maybe that's probably what he'll end up being. Uh, nonetheless, uh, the next two guys on my list are actually uh, typically considered edge rushers, but uh, I think they can kick into three technique. It's Rashawn Gary and Charles Omenihue, and uh, both are very good athletic edge rushers who can kick into three technique, and this I think their versatility makes them this very valuable resource that, you know, even when you compare him to maybe a Dremont Jones, right, who is further down the list, uh, I think it's the fact that they have the versatility to be on the outside that has them higher on my list. Uh, but I do have them at, at both edge and D-tackle. So, I don't know, maybe having them in both positions is a negative or a positive. Uh, I don't know. I'm not drafting, so it don't matter. Next guy up is Kalen Saunders. This guy is extremely athletic, too. Uh, doesn't have the versatility of playing on the edge, but more of a interior guy, but can get a decent interior push as far as... Uh, and extremely athletic as far as what he'll be able to do. Um, Going to clear out the rest of the list. Uh, again, Kalen Saunders... Western Illinois. So we'll we'll recap it first. At uh, Quinton Williams one, at Oliver two, Jerry Tillery three, Jeffrey Simmons four, Christian Wilkins five, Dexter Lawrence six, Rashawn Gary seven, Charles Omenahue eight, Kalen Saunders nine, Dremont Jones of Ohio State ten. He's more of a three technique tackle, can rush from the inside. Now he's going to get washed out in the run game, but again, like I'm saying before, when you're playing a lot of the NASCAR package, you're getting a guy who maybe in the third round. Now, he didn't test very athletic, but again, played played defense very well. If you get him on a on a line where he's get, he's only matching up one-on-one with a guard, can rush the passer, uh, 
And in the third round, you kind of can get some of those role players. I wouldn't take them before the third round. Uh, another guy, Tristan Hill, UCF. I like him in the, the second to third round range. And uh, that will conclude. Tristan Hill's the end of that list. So that will conclude our D-Tackle rankings. I am Brojo Death Punch, also known as Walter. Walter? Walter? Uh, you can subscribe if you're listening to this on iTunes. Uh, again, subscribe. Rate, preferably five stars. Um, yeah. And if you want to follow, uh, you could follow the podcast at DraftVice. And that's on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter, Snapchat, and Instagram at Brojo Death Punch. B-R-O-J-O, death like the end of life, and punch like I did to your elk the other day. Peace out.